guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. So this week's Walking Wellness episode is sponsored by Nine Mills from Anarchy, who are a vegetable stock brand that make their products with actual vegetables. They have over 75% vegetables, which is 10 times more than most available. And they have half the salt of most of the available veg stocks on the market. They are palm oil-free, gluten-free, sugar-free, organic, and vegan. Each jar makes 14 portions. So that's seven liters of vegetable stock, which is a lot. And they are so easy to add to so many different meals. I love using them for my meals that I use for batch cooking, like soups and stews and curries. Same. This is definitely going into my weekly ramen meal. Um, So they have three amazing flavors. The original veg stock, which is quite universal, a big hit of flavor, elevating everything else around it. The garden herb, which is a delicious mix combining the depth of hardier cooking herbs along with freshness of softer ones. And my favorite is the umami, the savory Moorishness and lovely rich base note that makes all the best foods so good. If you want to try Nine Meals from Anarchy, go to www.ninemealsfromanarchy.co.uk. There is free postage with orders of three or more jars and we will add all the details to the show notes of this episode. Enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. It's just Soph and I today. I'm so excited. (laughs) I really am as well. I was having this like thing the other day and it was like, I felt like we haven't caught up in so, like not like we speak all the time, but like I feel like a big part of our friendship was like constantly chatting on this podcast. And then we have so many guests. I feel like I've lost that. Like I want to like hear more about you do you know what I mean and like the podcast has evolved so much since we started it like at the beginning we didn't really have a clue what we were doing what we were going to talk about we literally just like winged it the whole time which we still kind of do but because we have so many incredible guests lined up all the time we forget to kind of like go back and just like check in with each other and yeah like check in with you guys as well yeah exactly there's always this like rush of like five minutes before the guests arrive and we're like how are you what's up like tell me all like tell- <laughs> and I just feel like it'd be it's actually quite nice to just do an episode with us two and just kind of like updates on what's going on how we're feeling things that we're you know dealing with or not deal- I don't know but I just thought that it would be nice and we can kind of chat at the end about like some of the things that we hope to do for forking on this yeah 100% um but first of all like I live she can't believe we're in May. Like, I actually can't. I know, and I, it's so cold. I, <laughs> it is. The weather's so shit. I was just um, literally just doing my emails before I jumped on, and this brand was like, when can we get going? And I was like, oh, like, let me look at my diary, like, probably realistically beginning of June. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's literally, I have June, and then I give birth in July. I know I said this to you recently it's like the third trimester is it's so crazy because you basically did the first trimester without anyone knowing yeah 
And then the second trimester, everyone knows, and a lot of change happens. And the third trimester, if you actually think about it, it's the same month as the first trimester. And that Mm -hmm. went so quick. I don't know if that makes sense. In my head, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. The first trimester was literally the slowest 12 weeks of my life (laughs) ever. Like, can't even explain. Um, That's because I felt so ill. But I feel like now, like tomorrow, I'm 31 weeks. And I'm like, oh my God, like, and then it's those two, so like it's just count down to forty now. Like that's not far. It's it's crazy. not far. It's so exciting though. Yeah, it's really exciting. How I'm, are you I'm, feeling? I'm, um, I'm so excited. Like I literally cannot wait to meet him. But then like there's this other part of my brain that's like, this is the last time ever in your life. It's just gonna be you and Ash. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. I feel like it would be weird if you didn't think that though. Like that's so common from what I hear from other people. Like it's so normal to think like that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. And I'm so ready for it. And like, I am so excited. Um, Yeah, scary as well. (laughs) I know, but it's, you have your stroller, you have like things for the baby. Yeah, I've got, everyone keeps saying like, oh, you prepared. And I'm like, kind of like probably not as prepared as any other first time mum would be like we really haven't brought that much stuff but my mum is so excited like cannot even tell you how excited she is um that I'm like I feel like I don't need to be too prepared because I'm like she's got it she's got it that's like the best feeling in the world and we're actually um moving in we're gonna have the baby at my mum not like give birth (laughs) to the baby at my mum's house but we'll be having the baby at my mom's house because we're going to renovate and extend it's just worked out that we were hoping we'd be back in the house by the time the baby was born but it's just worked out that way but I said to the other day I was like do you mind that like we're moving in with you as soon as we have a baby and she was like it's literally worked out perfectly like I was just just, so excited I was just gonna say like I feel like that's like a grandmother's dream like I think my mom would like literally die for that and it's so nice as well to have that support. Like, it's so fortunate that, you know, it, being a first time mom, I can imagine it being so scary. Like no mom feels like they know what they're doing. Right. So like to just have that, like the one person who you always look up to, to just like yeah. kind of be there and like walk you through it is it's so nice. Yeah. I'm very, very lucky. I think that's why like, I'm probably not as scared as I would have been like, First of all, I was like, oh, like, it would have been so nice to just come back to my house with the baby and, you know, get into a routine. Not that there is such thing when you have a newborn. Yeah. But actually, I feel like it's such a blessing in disguise that we'll be going back to mum's and I'll have that extra support around me. <laughs> I, I agree. It's just like being able to like go for a shower, like yeah, silly things. Exactly. Like- and like eat and like, <laughs> yeah. like maybe have someone make food for you. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, I think it's so exciting. I can't wait to meet the baby. And I'm like going to America on your due date, which is so crazy. Um, and then by the time I get back, hopefully I'll be able, I mean, we'll see what thing, what happens. Like, who knows? You might go early, you might go late, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, very, very exciting. Hopefully not so late. Yeah, literally. No, I'm so excited. And Barry's actually brought the baby the cutest little Ralph Lauren polo shirt that I cannot wait to put him in I can't wait either and I bought nine months it's gonna be the longest nine months ever do you know what do you know what my mom said I can't remember if I told you this I, I showed her the shirt and she was like he can wear it on my birthday I was like that was quick maths <laughs> when's her birthday like March 
February. February, February. yeah. Yeah. That is so funny. Just like that's where her head went instantly. (laughs) I literally love that. But yeah, those are gonna be like hella cute baby photos for um for March. That's so great. Yeah, I just saw it. Like when you said that you were having a boy, that was like the first thing I just thought of for like a big like it just you needed to have it. Ash's child needs a Ralph Lauren shirt. (laughs) Yeah, and he needs to get a matching one. I'm sure he has one already. Um and then yeah, I just like pictured the photos. It's so crazy. It's like cringe. I don't know. I just like pictured no, no, it. It's so cute. It's so cute. And when I last saw you, Barry was like, So you have to do a photo shoot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was like, and Mark was like, okay, Barry, like calm down. It's because I just like had this vision in my head and I just needed to make sure that you understood um the vision that I was having. And Mark's yeah. like, stop projecting your needs onto others. We share the same vision. It's fine. <laughs> That's why I, like, I thought I could say it. Because like, yeah, 100%. I knew that you would respond well to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's all very exciting. Uh, very like, just like great. I know that like, it's a weird thing to be pregnant and giving birth as we come out of lockdown. But in a weird way, I almost see it as like this new beginning that like you get. Like, and you're so fortunate that like, you know, everyone's so excited for lockdown to be over and then on top of it you get a baby like how how cool is that like that's amazing that you get to start everyone's going to start a new chapter of their lives this summer essentially hoping hoping like everything goes to plan Mm -hmm. and I just feel like yours is even more exciting someone that she said to me the other day they were like do you feel kind of like robbed of your pregnancy journey because of like lockdown because I've basically had most of my pregnancy in a lockdown and I was like not really because I haven't had any pressure on me to do anything or go out like it's been pretty peaceful I've managed to like you know I've been out walking most days working out like just prioritizing me really I feel like it's quite a nice time to be pregnant to be honest I mean like you're very lucky that you're like close like proximity to your family um and like seeing people outdoors as like you got further along was like yeah so true it all it all worked but like if yeah like especially if I keep thinking like if I'm back in the office I don't get how people go can go to the office in their first trimester like if you feel so ill and I like don't I would have done I don't get how people can have an office job and keep their pregnancy hidden for the first trimester. Like whoever has managed to do that, you are bloody amazing. Congratulations. Women are superheroes. And anyone who, who can do that deserves so much credit. Like if I was, I literally the whole time through my first trimester, because it was in October, no, beginning of November that I found out um so we were literally in full lockdown I think then till Jan and well no we're talking about like March yeah Um, we went into lockdown like the night of Halloween and then there was like an ease and then again in yeah and then over Christmas Christmas, it was full-on yeah yeah um so yeah I was thinking like if I had to get on a train right now I, I literally don't know what I would have done. Like, yeah. I, I I cannot express how, her, I know everyone suffers differently, but it was literally the world's worst hangover that lasted like it's the best part of eight weeks. So funny that you said that. So we, we met for brunch the other day um, in London and I was quite hungover getting there. And I was thinking to myself on the tube, like, don't be sick, don't be sick, don't be sick, don't be sick. And then I was like, very well, you Thank turned you. up. I had no idea you were hungover. 
it was one of those weird things I saw you and then like my adrenaline kicked in and I felt great the whole time and then eating really helped and then I got home and I like crashed it was so weird but anyways I was thinking on the train don't be sick don't be sick don't be sick and then I was like well people think I'm hungover or pregnant (laughs) like I had that I had that thought in my head like what's the difference between like first trimester and a hangover I literally so I don't cry on a hangover whereas I actually cried because to my mom I was like I just can't take it there's just nothing you can do yeah and it's just what was the like an added like disruption for me is that I was getting really distressed that I could not eat anything colorful because yeah. my my nutrition is quite important to me and I was like this is just so not me like I yeah I can't remember the last time I had a vegetable and yeah. that really got to me as well as so I'm not only am I feeling like shit but I can't I can't even comfort myself with the thought that oh my you know I'm nourishing my body <laughs> yeah I know what you mean it's just like a total change of routine and stuff like that so yeah yeah and just... for anyone listening who is in their first trimester um just don't worry about it I wish if I could go back or you know if and when I get pregnant again I'll just roll with it and eat all the carbs and be okay with it I think yeah because it was just so out of character for me I was like how is this possible yeah no I mean like it's a very weird thing to feel like you're you're not in your body or like these aren't your thoughts kind of things it's so different um I've heard that a lot from people but I think you rolled with it like you embraced it like Marmite on toast all day every day it's a staple every day like at least two or two or three times a day <laughs> that's insane I've still never tried Marmite to this oh day my, God. my mom and my sister bless them they used to just drop me around loaves of bread because all I was eating was bread <laughs> that sounds so good <laughs> it's good like the nice Marks and Spencer sourdough oh uh, they have the best sourdough they do. um I remember we lived in Seven Oaks there was Marks and Spencer's in town and I used to, like do my food shop at Tesco and then go to Marks and Spencer's just for the sourdough it's like a treat um and now where I live now I don't have a Marks and Spencer's near me for the sourdough um shame but life goes on I also just realized I kept touching my face during all of this and we're actually recording this and then hoping to test putting it on YouTube um we'll see how that goes but sorry for anyone who is like watching on YouTube and I've just been like literally just like hand over mouth I didn't like, notice it's fine and we're both like being really rogue and we've got no makeup on and this is just so raw right now so we'll see how it goes down yeah I'm sitting on my floor which I always do like I have a desk I have a couch I have a table and no, yet I, I that you always sit on the floor I work from my floor all the time I don't know why I find it very comfortable Maybe it's because though in the evening you like to switch to the sofa and you don't want to feel like you've been sat on the sofa all day. Yeah, yeah. I just like um I don't like to sit at a desk. I don't I don't find it comfortable. Mm. Um I don't know why. I find this like very comfortable because I can like change my legs. Do you know what I mean? Like I constantly yeah. switch positions where like when you're sitting on a chair, um, you really only got one way to sit or like some weird leg cross things happening but like I know that no one can if you're watching YouTube you can see but like I this is how I drive like back in America like I have because we don't have a clutch right so like we just drive automatic you drive cars with a leg up yeah literally one leg I'm up so sure if a policeman saw that he wouldn't be best placed yeah because we don't have a clutch so it's just like <laughs> <laughs> um so we just have like you use the same foot for gas and brake 
and then I always just find it super comfortable to have yeah I'm just trying to set the scene (laughs) and then I just find that the other leg just like naturally comes up um so this is like a very comfortable seat for me but I can't do this in a chair or on the couch so I just feel like this is my perfect way um but yeah interesting also um I started going back to therapy this month which has been really interesting oh my god I'd love to hear more about that so I'm no of course I'm very happy to share um so I'm extremely fortunate that through work um they offer free therapy um so I like is so good for stuff like that yeah they're amazing um and I like fully took advantage of it and I even mentioned to like I like I said this to my team I was like I told them that I like took advantage of the the therapy and I was just like, I am such a huge advocate, even if nothing is wrong. 100%. It is so, it's such a unique skill to be able to speak about yourself objectively and like mm-hmm. turn inwards and like analyze your fact. Th- yeah. And to speak to someone who has no stake in the game, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, oh my God. I'm going to mute for a second. <laughs> um, it's like very interesting to to just be able to think about yourself or like I I could have a conversation with Mark but obviously he has like opinions um because you know we're in a relationship um and when I speak to a therapist like they they don't have an opinion if I like do or don't do something because like they don't know me so it's like a very like objective perspective which is really interesting and we were talking because like I don't I don't know if I would have like paid for it because I maybe like I just didn't really feel like I didn't know what I wanted to talk about but then when you talk things just like come up and underlying things that like you didn't think that was an issue all of a sudden we're like what do you want to explore that and you're like maybe maybe I do and um one of the things that we were talking about is like stress management which has always been like a huge issue for me like and don't handle my stress well like we all remember when I had alopecia because I literally just like cannot handle emotions like I was gonna say you just like reject it (laughs) I'm like not an emotional person at all um I shy away from like physical, like emo, like just like any like outward display of emotions kind of like make me slightly feel uncomfortable. So I like just like push them to the back burner, like not a big deal. And we're talking about like how I've like adopted so many different coping mechanisms, which is great. Talking about knitting. I've been reading so much. I listen to my Audible. I listen to podcasts. I just journal like I'm much more routine with my physical activity and daily movement I like try and sit outside and get fresh air take Oscar for a walk and she said something so profound and she was like you can't out cope bad thoughts or something like that and it like really all the coping strategies in the world but actually sometimes you just have to talk about how you're feeling yeah or like sometimes you have to get to to the root of the issue like in a way, coping strategies are so important to help us deal with things, but sometimes they can almost act like putting a bandaid on something mm-hmm. um, where it's like a distraction or something, but actually getting to like the root cause of why you feel that uncomfortable thought in the first place and sitting with it and dealing with it. And sometimes I do that, like I'll journal it out, but like a lot of the times to be like, oh, I'll just distract, I'll just read 
or I'll just go on a walk or I'll just start knitting. And um, I thought that was just really interesting because I don't know, like I've just thought that I could do all this stuff and it can really help, but actually sometimes it, it can just distract. And that's like really, really stuck with me since we had that conversation. So do you think you'll be more open to chatting about your feelings with someone when you're yeah. upset? I'm so open to chatting with someone who I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. I can be so open and vulnerable with someone I don't know, but it's people that I know. I feel like it's so much harder. I don't think I've ever seen you cry the whole time we've been friends. Yeah, which is funny because I'm actually quite like, I can cry easily with certain things, but those are like the triggers for my like Mm. emotional instability. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? But like, I am emotionless in like, certain situations where people would be like oh my god why are you not devastated yeah but it's like the small things that yeah be like oh I'll have a little cry <laughs> yeah like Mark why can't you pick up your socks yeah <laughs> falling <laughs> no I'm kidding <laughs> I don't actually cry at that but yeah it's like a it's it's not it's not normal and I recognize that so trying to get to the root of that to be a more emotionally stable person, um, which I feel like everyone can work towards. hundred percent. And I, I just think I was having this conversation with Katie the other day, literally yesterday actually, about like, I know some people found 2020 like hideous, never want to revisit it, revisit it again, like just had to cope and get on with it. But although it was hard, like I, I faced so many challenges last year, but I just feel like both of us in very different ways have like dealt with it and just grown from it and we're actually a better version of ourselves because of that year yeah I I agree I think it's put so many things into perspective and even just writing the book and getting that published and just like the challenges as we we faced like obviously we weren't allowed a launch party like it wasn't the experience we thought it would be just just things like that yeah And I think that's like something that's been really actually interesting for me to like reflect on is I feel like it almost didn't happen. And I almost feel like I can't Mm. like, I can't talk about it. I can't be super proud of it because it wasn't the expectation that I wanted, but that was out of our control. And that's like a really interesting phenomenon to, to think about in terms of like, we wrote a forking book, it's selling, people are loving it. Like how exciting we are actually so proud of it and we both believe in it so much and still when I pick it up and like browse through it I'm like we did this like it's amazing there's so much information in here oh you can't see it but mine's like (laughs) it's it's a bad angle oh mine's literally here actually let me get it out um yes but um yeah and I really like we do plan on doing a launch party we really want to do that because it's always relevant like it's not like we wrote about something that's a hot topic right now. It's like we have like sleep, stress, movement, intuitive yeah. eating, eating on a budget, sustainable eating, like questioning diets, breaking down macronutrients, micronutrients. There's literally so much information in here that's always going to be able to help someone. So we really, yeah, we, we like I said, we plan on doing a launch party. And um, I don't know what that will look like, but it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's (laughs) going to be, yeah, whatever that looks like, it's going to be fabulous. And I agree. I think that like launching a book and having limited press due to just like, so like the way for people who don't know, like the way that press works is really interesting. Um, And, 
you know, like we have PR, but when other things are higher priority, like COVID and um, like Royal news and stuff, which has been really prevalent this year. And so many things like this stuff takes like a back seat. So I feel like there was a lot of things thrown at us that we had no control over that maybe didn't go to plan. And I feel like that has really increased my imposter syndrome because I haven't been able to, to see what like there, like the outcome was just different than like expectation. And that's fine. Like I can totally deal with that, but I feel like that has led to me not believing in what we've done as Mm -hmm. much, which is sad but like, I, I understand it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think when you really think about it, like when we've had our conversations, we're like, that book is amazing. Like, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's literally like, and it still feels so weird. I put like author in my LinkedIn bio and I, I felt know, that, like, I absolutely love that. Like it's always been a dream of mine. I literally said to my sister when I was like, I was living at home. How old would I have been? Like maybe 17. I literally was like, I'm, I'm going to write a book one day. And she was like, I oh, love what that. are you going to write it on? I was like, I don't know. So I just know I want to write a book because I want to be called an author. <laughs> That's so cool. That was never like one of my, I never thought that would be like a thing for me um, ever. I like, and now I'm like in my therapy head. So I always feel like growing up, like my brother was really good at like English and like history and he was mm. a great writer. And I was always like the math, science, logical thinker. And so I always felt like I wasn't a good writer. So I wouldn't be able to write a book, but I am a good writer. I wrote a book. I'm just maybe Josh is better, but that's okay. That doesn't mean I'm bad. Well, yeah, he hasn't got a book. So. Yeah, he doesn't have a book and his law degree <laughs> Sorry, means nothing. <laughs> Exactly. So it is just really interesting how like when you when you reflect back and like the things that you pick up, like the the story you tell yourself. Mm. Um, but that's like a story that you've defined. So no one else has really defined that for you, but you start to internalize that, it can really affect like I genuinely think if you didn't push me to do the book, I don't know if I would have done it by myself. Yeah, interesting. And I remember as well, we were given the opportunity. And it was kind of for a year or so because of the deadlines and the timelines of it. It was literally like you, this was in December and it was like you write it by March or we push this whole thing back a year. And you were like, OK, we'll do it in a year. Like, let's just breathe. Let's just like take in. And I was like, no, like, let's just do it now. And you were like, yeah, oh I'm God, okay. so like- <laughs> yeah. And I'm so happy that you pushed me to do that. Like, I just would have never like done that by myself. Um which is so crazy. But yeah, all, I mean, like all good things this year has been so weird, but so many positives out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think like other updates that we haven't shared on the podcast. Um, I don't know. I think what we, re- aside from the launch party, obviously, is we, what we like, we wanted to plan this ages ago. And then obviously like the pandemic hit, but it's to do like a panel event with all our or a variety of the guests that we've had on and just have like a day where we can connect everyone who listens to the podcast and we're all about making wellness like fun and accessible and relatable and it's not going to be some like conference where you're just getting like a lecture off of different health professionals it will literally be like conversation like this yeah Um, so that's something we really want to do but again not sure when but hopefully by 
before the end of 2021 we would have had our first event yeah for sure there's other things we want to do like I'm dying to get merch um <laughs> I, I've said this to you since the day we started I the know. podcast I just want a forking wellness pop socket on everyone's phone um yeah. which I love which I have uh because you bought me one um and then I like just want like a cool hat or sweatshirt I just like love merch um and I think we might also trial kind of like maybe a Patreon, maybe like an a paid, I don't know how you explain it, like additional episodes. Yeah. So like a subscription for like additional episodes would be super different from the content that we put out here. So we put out like nutrition, accessible nutrition, relatable nutrition, but like there's stuff that you and I love to talk about that are like mm. a bit either one, like unrelated and more be, maybe more like pop culture. And then two, maybe a bit more sensitive where it feels safer to do it with people who are invested as opposed to like anyone can look. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, a hundred percent. And so. I think like we are always thinking about forking one. It's like, obviously I run my own business. Barry has a full-time job. So this is something we're trying to build on the side. And as much as we try to prioritize it, we can't be as quick as we'd like to be in regards to getting plans moving and things going and yeah. ideas into reality. Um, but one day, like things yeah. will happen. They're just not happening as quickly as we'd like Yeah. Um, due to time restriction and just life. Um, and life, yeah. yeah so yeah, definitely. that's like in the future. Um, which I think is exciting. Lots of things to look forward to. Oh, also I'm moving again, which I feel like is a reoccurring theme in my life as well. Um, this time, and we all know how much I hate moving. Um, as much as I do. Like, I don't know how you've done it. I can't, like, I am dreading packing up my house and just moving. It's against my own will. Um but I'm moving next door. So I'm staying in the same building. I'm literally taking everything from I'm one door. I just picture you like walking down the corridor of your building, like with your box. Yeah. <laughs> just like one box that I keep shuffling yeah, back and forth. Stuff, Mark, you can do the rest. Literally. Um, yeah. So we're literally just moving from one flat to the next. It's just like a nicer floor plan, um, slightly bigger. Um, the flat that we're in is, I love it so much, but like it does feel small when you work from home. Um, so very exciting. And like, I think that's the best possible move outcome is literally just like, yeah. I could pick up my bowls well, from my no cabinet. Yeah, yeah, literally there is you no. You don't need to like pack anything up. You can just like walk down the corridor. And I just like take my closet, like pick it up, like hold all my hangers and just go in and put it in the other closet. Just, I literally just picked because Mark kind of literally said hasn't he like I will move everything like whatever yeah I just picture you with one box Oscar on his lead and you're just like okay I'm done <laughs> literally like, literally so his, the idea was like his like his idea like I was very happy to stay here like I'm not fussed about that stuff but he he was really excited about it and he was like don't worry like I'll take care of it like go to work and like you'll come home and everything will just be in the new flat also because like we don't like both flats have been like furnished. So like this isn't yeah. our couch behind me. Um, like the bed's not ours, the mattresses, but the same thing in the new flat where it's like partly furnished. Yeah, so we don't so actually to, like, yeah. So it's not that big of a job. Like I think the biggest thing that we have to move is maybe like bookshelves, the desk and the TV. 
and my coffee machine, like literally everything else is pretty much like staying, um, which makes it a bit easier, um, which is exciting. Very exciting. I literally, I can't wait. I know, um, I'm excited. Is it July 1st, you said? July 1st, yep. July 1st, and then I go on holiday on the so 12th, 13th. So when I come 13th. over, I'll have baby. Which is so exciting. Um, I still, like, can't believe it. Do you I know what I mean? Either. Yeah, no, I, I can't believe it either. Like, I have a baby inside of me. It's I think it's crazy. the sickest thing in the world. Like, women are so incredible. Like, you have the ability to grow a human. Like, I, I just think, like, it doesn't it doesn't get as much credit as it should yeah I completely agree I feel like men should just walk down the street bowing down to women like why are we not yeah all I want I say this to Ash I'm like I just want you to be in my body for one minute but it's all literally just one minute I first second and third trimester so I say that I say that to Mark when I have period cramps I'm like if you could just feel this for one second and he's like why would you wish to have pain inflicted on me and I'm like just so you can fucking yeah, sympathize it's not I'm like it's not because I want you to go through it I just want you to recognize what I'm going through yeah I just find women are so incredible and I have no idea how it's a man's world like why are you not bowing down to us like That's we funny. we have put this entire universe on our back and where's our credit Ash like tripped over the other day and grabbed onto me for support no I'm 30 weeks pregnant I was like you've just tried and he was like sorry it was like my instinct to hold on to you I was like you do not hold on to a pregnant person no (laughs) oh my god he was like it's your fault he was like you don't see it's your fault I, I think like you know when like you picture like a really pregnant person or like heavily pregnant who's in their third trimester a lot of people I think just think they're like incapable of so much stuff and it's yeah, like we just well, carry on and get on with it don't we like well to be honest you're like my first friend who's pregnant when you came um to oh yeah, to actually, see us so um I like we like walked it's not even a mile maybe it's a mile to so like the that. the boat um like to the river and I was like can you walk like do you yeah. want to drive and you, you were like, like are we gonna get an uber like are you okay and I was like yeah guys I can walk <laughs> it's just because I've never like encountered so yeah like you're my first friend that's pregnant so I don't actually know um Ash is, Ash is like you're staying so active like you walk every day you exercise like you're not acting as if you're really pregnant and I'm like but I can still do stuff whilst I'm like yeah you're not immobile <laughs> yeah but don't drag me down no yeah exactly like we can do stuff but like hands off yeah <laughs> that is so funny how are you finding sleeping by the way how's your pregnancy you know pillow what? I feel really bad the pregnancy pillow is I mean I put off using it for so long because it is quite big it's actually one of those ones that goes all the way around my yeah body, so I'm literally in like a cocoon when I'm in it sounds so nice like, I'm really gonna hold off I was like I just didn't like the idea of a pregnancy pillow like I was such a good sleeper anyway I was like I'm not gonna resort to it unless I really need it so I kept saying to myself, like, oh, I use it at 20 weeks. And I don't think I used it until I was maybe 27 weeks. Okay. Um, and it's thank God I did. Cause <laughs> really, it really helps. Um, just because like I love sleeping on my back, and obviously you can't sleep on your back really. 
so I have to like sleep on my side and it's just like nice support for my whole body yeah um, but I'm actually sleeping quite well and I feel a bit bad saying that because literally every pregnant person is like oh my god like how's your sleep at this point and I'm like it's kind of fine that's and so interesting everyone else in their third trimester is like either suffering with insomnia or like can't get comfortable so they can't sleep or like I get up and go for a pee like three times a night, but I literally get straight back into bed and go back to sleep. So. Yeah, but I do that and I'm not even pregnant. Touch like... <laughs> My sleep is fine at the moment. Oh, that is good. I feel like, first of all, it's interesting that you are a back sleeper. Yeah, I'm literally like... <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so creepy. Just like... No, I'm li- that's how I sleep. So I have like the duvet over me and I have my hands out and I'm literally just like this. I'm like the most peaceful, like back sleeper. And like sometimes I'll just go a little bit to my side or like the other side. And sometimes like my mom used to think that I'd like snuck out of the house in the middle of the night. Cause she'd like go into my bedroom and like, I'd just be flat and she wouldn't see me in the bed. Oh my God. I mean, you, you did sneak out a few times. So I understand but why yeah. she thought that. <laughs> but um, that is so and you don't like move like you just stay there not really yeah I'm literally just like my sister makes fun of me when we went to LA we lived in studio apartments the whole time we were out there um so we were sharing a double bed and she'd literally just be like oh Sophie's going to bed and then like do this impression of me of like no <laughs> that's so I'm a side sleeper and I sleep on my stomach Kitty like sleeps on her stomach, tosses and turns, like her Me hair too. everywhere, like she puts a pillow on her head, like it's rogue. Yeah, I'm I'm quite like that. Um I just I'm a tosser and a turner, I think. Yeah. Um, I always sleep really well, but I do kind of shift around. It also depends like if Oscar is he like goes back and forth between like our bed and his bed. Um, because his bed's like right next to our bed. Um and it just depends like where he is like if he's on my feet and I can't turn over and that's very annoying mm. um and for some reason when I'm sleeping I'm like oh I can't do that okay I'll go back to sleep where it's like just get up and move him like he doesn't care I, like, I'm, I'm the same I wouldn't move there but Ash would move there and then I like mold my body around him that's what I do yeah. and I know that's ridiculous and, like, he's comfy I don't want to move him yeah <laughs> But it's, it's very hard sometimes when he's on top of the covers and then I'm trying to like turn and I'm like, why can't I turn? <laughs> it's because he's like weighing the blanket down. Um, but it's not that big of a deal. Like he sleeps at our feet and he'll just like go in between our bed and his bed. It's it's weird. I don't mind it though. I feel like in, yes, when we first same. got him, Bear I was- sleep in our bed like the majority of the night. Yeah. When we first got Oscar, I was like, never will he sleep I in was our exactly bed. the same I was like never having a dog sleep in the bed I was like they are a dog they do not belong in the bed with you but yeah and here we are it's Bear's bed too <laughs> yeah and here we are and then Oscar does this thing when we get out of bed in the morning he stays in there like I swear, oh yeah like, Bear would do the same Mark leaves for work I come into the living room and at like 10 o'clock he's like tucked himself back in and I like have to get him being like I have a meeting we gotta go now and like he would stay in, to be- in bed till like 11. He's such like a t- t- teenager. Cute. <laughs> insane. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's so nice to do this type of episode. I feel like, is there anything else that like, we haven't had? Um, I don't even know if I've told you this, but I will do, I don't even, when will this be out? <laughs> I don't want to say it too early. Mm, maybe like two weeks. weeks. time. Yeah. yeah. So beginning of June, I'm going to be releasing a ebook yes. um, that I've put together for 
pregnant people and it's recipes by trimester so I had so many people especially I think first trimester is what everyone wants um and it's not like well-balanced recipes but they are nourishing comforting recipes that are super easy hopefully won't make you feel nauseous um that's first trimester and then second and third is more kind of nutrient based still easy delicious and then also a good tip that someone gave me was to batch cook food in your third trimester so that when you're in your fourth trimester and you've got the baby you've got snacks and different meals stocked in your freezer so there's all that stuff in there I so love I'm that saying I, it here first <laughs> I literally love that I'll I'll buy it I'm not pregnant but oh yeah I was gonna say actually, even if even if you're not pregnant the recipes they're they're delicious so exactly yeah. and I feel like it's one of those things that um the best kind of ideas come out of necessity and it mm-hmm. sounds like you didn't have that resource yeah um, when you were in your first trimester and you weren't craving vegetables, but you were looking for nourishing exactly. foods that didn't make you sick. So like, I love how organic that is being like, oh, I wanted this and now I can create it and help everyone else. And Definitely. I feel like when someone creates something out of that, um, motivation, it, it just like, it's so much nicer, right? yeah how to explain it definitely and there's also like tips for morning sickness tips for heartburn indigestion constipation like all that stuff that you suffer with all the lovely stuff all the lovely things yeah but (laughs) that's fine I suffer with a lot of those things anyways and I'm not there we go so So it sounds like this book is going to be perfect for you (laughs) I'm your prime customer target (laughs) target, secondary target demographic yeah um that's so funny but yeah how exciting that's that's fabulous um when is that coming out beginning of june you said yeah so So just finishing up with the content all the recipes are done um i've got my lovely intern sophie helping me shoot the recipes but all the recipes are developed by myself that is so exciting um congratulations thanks we'll be sure to um announce when it's live as well on the yes on my page Sophie's Healthy Kitchen it will be released and announced you heard it here first yeah you did (laughs) amazing um well we'll be back next week with another guest hitting like another topic of nutrition wellness etc if you guys have requests like we always get dms with requests for types of episodes Mm -hmm. um keep them coming um it's really helpful for us to know what you guys want to listen to and then we can source the best people to to be on the episode definitely we've been super lucky as well recently I feel like we've had some incredible guests it's been really steady with the lineup um but like we said it's just nice to do an episode like this sometimes um but yeah lots of exciting episodes still to come and like Barry said keep sending in your requests and we will do our best to cover everything yes and we're gonna put this on YouTube so if you like watching podcasts on YouTube then let us know we can do that um and and then maybe next time we'll dress up a little bit for you and put some makeup on (laughs) doubtful to be honest but if you guys are like horrified watching this then I can um but yeah probably not if I'm gonna be really honest and yeah (laughs) anyways um thank you guys so much for listening and hope you have a great week Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe.
And share with your friends if you love this episode. It really does help us get seen in the chart. You can now also order our Forking Wellness book anywhere books are sold. Order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery. And Barnes & Noble in America. And if you love the book, we would so appreciate a review on Amazon. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.